Welcome to Blightbringers, a Legion of Everblight-focused War Machine and Hordes podcast. I'm your host, Ron Lore, and I am back, and I did not play any games this week. Joining me this week is Cutter. Well, we're happy to have you back. Hey, how's everyone doing? Uh, looking forward to a new year. Yeah, a brand new year, War Machine. It's very exciting. You know, we got, uh, as we're recording this, it's week two of the Grimkin CID, and they've got some cool toys coming around the corner, so hopefully Legion's coming up soon for us as well. Mm-hmm. And this week, we got Wolf. How you doing there, Wolf? Ahoy! Since Cutter didn't say it, I will. <laughs> got him. Dolan. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Excited for ATC. By this time, not this day, but... By a day from now next week, I'll be on a plane to scenic Wisconsin, the land of cheese curds and not much else, I'm told. Okay, so it's the weekend of the 26th? Uh, next weekend. Yeah. Okay. Whatever that is. Cool. Madison yeah. is one of the cooler parts of Wisconsin. There's cool parts of Wisconsin? There's Madison. Oh, all right, fair enough. I mean, the people <laughs> in Wisconsin seem to like it, so... I've literally never been there. I have only heard stories, and the only stories I have heard is that... It's basically where you get cheese, and there's not much else there. Cheese is delicious. I got told that the uh, their lunch buffet is like everything is covered in cheese, and I'm really excited for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, last week we talked a little bit about our uh, yearly resolutions for War Machine, uh, but we didn't have Cutter. So Cutter, what are your plans for this year for in regards to War Machine? Oh man, I wasn't on the last episode, so I didn't know this was coming. Shocker. Surprise. Uh surprise to me. So my what what was the context? Uh just kinda just, like are you planning on like what's your goals? You know, like are you what do you want to get into masters? Do you want to attend cons? What's your what's your resolutions what's the, for War Machine? Yeah. What are your resolutions for the new year of new gaming? Okay, cool. So on a personal level, my goal is to make more conventions this year. Last year, I was just starting up again. So I hadn't really caught my stride until probably mid-year. And uh, at that point, like the end of the year, there isn't a whole lot going on. So I feel like I'm entering the con season a little stronger this year. So I'm hoping to make more conventions. I do hope to uh, make some more masters this year. And then I want to... I mean, it would be great to get into like a top table. I'd, I'd like to say that I want to take down a Masters, um, but I think I would be happy with my performance if I just got into like the last round of a Masters. Um, and then I also want to start tracking my games a bit better. So last year I started doing that and then kind of got a little lax with it. So I'm hoping to do that a bit more. Um, and then from a community standpoint, I'm there's there's some opportunities here. I started a mentorship program in New York City through Facebook and ended up getting a mentor who just got to his first game this week. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so I'm hoping to do some more stuff like that. And you, sorry, you, you got a mentor or you are a mentor? I got a mentee. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, currently I'm the mentor in the group. No one else has stepped up to do that. So, gotcha. yeah, I got a mentee, and so I'm hoping to uh, help some of the players in the area grow. Uh, and that one of the topics that I want to talk about tonight is kind of related to that. 
So the community is going to have an opportunity, the Legion community will have an opportunity to participate that in that in some capacity. And we'll go over that a little bit later. Fantastic. Yeah, and that's really, I think that's really cool of you to kind of like, you know, there's not the, uh, what, are, what are they called? Um, press gangers anymore, but you're kind of filling that role. Yeah, trying. I don't have the ability to be there quite as much as I would like to be. Sometimes I have to do other stuff, and I'm picking up a new project, uh, so I'm not really sure how uh, work is going to end up panning out exactly, uh, but I am I know this is something that I'll be able to do consistently because it, it's mostly communication-based. So, yeah, I'm hoping that that'll be a way to help grow the community in the area. I talked to some of the other organizers in the region I'm familiar with, and they're pretty behind that kind of stuff too. So we'll see how it goes. Seems legit. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Good luck with that. Thanks. Okay, so uh, you were wanting to get into uh, your mentorship program. Like, What did you want to talk about in regards to that there, Cutter? Yeah, so it's not so much the program itself. Uh, if people are interested in that, I can talk about that at some point in the future. But the basic idea is that I have a shop that has a lot of new players in it. And they're, they got through their journeyman league, and they're starting a steamroller league. And one of the concerns that I've had as a predominantly competitive player is stepping into that space and just throwing, you know, like convention lists at them because I don't generally have as much drive or enjoyment with lists that I don't see having competitive merit. It's just a kind of quirk of my own gameplay, I guess. No, I totally so, get it. I mean, I tend to play silly lists like the Thane and Lilith 2. So, yeah. We each, yeah, have, and, we each have our focus, right? Yeah, and I think that's good. I think that definitely lends balance to the group, and I think it lends balance to the community itself. And so what I, w I thought of doing something like this last year, but now I have a more concrete reason to utilize it. And basically the idea that I had, I wanted to get feedback from you guys I mentioned a little bit, but wanted to dig into the specifics a little bit more as a, as a group and then let the community add some input uh, as we record. So this is also somewhat based off of an idea that Wolf had to go into casters a little bit more deeply. Uh, we have a lot of casters to cover, and not all of them are as exciting to us or to the community. So my idea was basically to set up a voting system where what we would do is take four warlocks at a time, uh, I was thinking maybe alphabetically, but after looking at the list, I think we could get caught in a few spots there that would be a little awkward, but alphabetically could be fine too. And basically take four of them, uh, put a vote up on our on our Facebook group, uh, or maybe somewhere else and link to it on Facebook so that people not on Facebook can get to it. And basically let people vote on the warlock that they would like us to build some lists for, talk about specifically, maybe have someone on if we can find someone who's championing that warlock, and just talk about it specifically. So that would be the one that won out of those four. And then take who, whichever one got the second most votes, 
and put them up against the next three. So that way, if there if there are two really popular ones, uh, you're not going to miss it for the whole cycle. So you know, if we did it alphabetically, it would be like Absalonia one, two, Animag, and Bethane. Uh, let's say Animag wins, but Absalonia one gets the second most votes. So then we would put Absalonia one in with Fiana two, Callus one, and Callus two. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then vote like that. I also considered maybe leaving out some of the very well-represented warlocks or ones that we already talk about a lot. So, for example, I know uh, like Wolf Champions absolutely won a lot, and we've talked about Animag quite a bit. So, one warlocks like that maybe we want to leave out, uh, but that's something I wanted to ask you guys about and see what your thoughts were. Yeah, I think um, we could hold off on them. What do you think, Wolf? I mean, I don't have a problem holding off on them. I guess I'm, if we're going to go down the list and talk about them and do it vote style, why not just, hey, here's which ones do you want to hear about first? Give everyone the chance to vote. And then, okay, we're just going to go down to the next, whatever the vote turns out to be. That's the order we're going to do them in. Or just four at a time randomly yeah. and do wherever the results are. Yeah, like, all right, we're going to do these four in a row now. This is the next month of these, and then pick another random four or whatever, and then, you know, that gives us time to either play them or come up with some lists, talk to each other, talk to the community, maybe come up with some weird jank. I don't know. Just a thought. It's not a bad idea either. Yeah, so the last piece that I didn't comment upon, which was kind of the whole point of me talking about it, so apologize. I've taken some migraine meds recently, so all right. I'm a little out of it. <laughs> Uh, that's why, among other reasons, probably. So the my idea for me personally in my community is that these these lists of probably lesser played casters, maybe, would be what I would pair. I would pair an experimental list with one of my competitive lists. And then I would let the players in my community who are newer choose between the two some of them really want to play against competitive stuff because they feel like they need to rip the band-aid off and kind of getting their ass kicked a little bit from competitive lists will be helpful as long as we talk about it and everything uh, and other people are want to like wade into that a little bit more slowly so maybe they want to play against uh rias one list or something um so it's kind of up to them, and I wanted to present that choice, and this is an element that could fit into that and also into the deeper dive. It might be the case that I put a list together for Krissa, and everyone picks to play into my competitive list that I'm pairing with it. So I don't know that we'll all get games into this, but it could be like a goal of ours, and we could have the intention of getting a game in if it's possible. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I like goofing off with weirder choices, so I could definitely see myself building a weird list every week. Yeah, I dig it, especially after ATC. I'm going to be hunting around to uh, try some new stuff before the Sioux, so, I mean, I've got two-ish months to try some jank. Let's mm -hmm. do this. Cool. No, that's a great idea, Cutter, and I'm like, I think if we all work on a caster at a time, we'll have a good opportunity to talk about their strengths and weaknesses and have a good list to maybe present to listeners okay cool yeah so i'll i'll write something up that kind of explains how that works uh and we can decide if we want to skip casters or how we want to go about that 
and then um, you know, if we want to do an overall vote or things like that, we'll put all the write up in the Facebook group, uh, maybe as part of this post, and then uh, we'll let people vote on it. And then uh, we'll need a little downtime probably. Uh, so the actual schedule we can figure out once it all gets running. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Uh, all right, moving on from that, uh, our good plan to play some weird, play some different casters. Uh, and get community feedback, which I always enjoy. Um, as Wolf said, the ATC is coming up uh, next weekend. So yeah, it seems like the 26th, 27th. Yeah, super excited. Um, you're not going, right, Cutter? You ended up not being able to make it? Correct, I could not make it. That's a shame. That's alright. Um, but we do have the full list for the event. Um, and I was actually looking through this, and <laughs> the actually thing that really kind of made me laugh is Omnis from Play Makes Right has literally the exact same exact same factions makeup as you do, Wolf, and that's crazy. Yeah, turns out great minds think alike. Yeah, and well. uh, I didn't put uh, the team distribution together, so whoever he's thinking like is apparently a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> you know the other half of that, right? The uh, fools rarely differ. Yeah, fools seldom differ. So it could be that. It could also be. I don't know. We're all idiots. <laughs> um, so first of all, anybody that's at or at or going to the ATC, I'm flying in Friday. I think Omnis is as well. So like, shoot me or him or somebody a message. I'm probably gonna be down to grab a drink or something at some point. I don't know the exact plan, but I mean, let's meet up, say hello, talk shop. I dig it. Uh, second of all, so like just the general faction overview, I don't know if you guys looked at this at all, but like Circle, Scorn, and Prot are the top three. Yeah, that's and not super surprising. It's really not, but like Circle is over doubling us, and there was yeah. a time like two months ago when everyone thought Circle was terrible, and wow. then Iona and Tharn came out, and suddenly they're great again, and it's like, wow. First of yeah, all, it didn't take much. No, it's like, first of all, all you druids need to go the fuck away. You need to <laughs> deal with that shit. When you win War Machine uh, Weekend, it tends to give your faction quite the bump. That's what yeah. I noticed. Well, it turns out when you have a really good player piloting a brand new Warlock, that'll happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been doing really well with like Thomas in Europe also. So yeah, it's it's scary. Yeah. Um, but as for you know the important stuff with Legion, I don't know if you guys looked at the uh, caster and theme distribution, but we've got uh, 12 Legion players, 7 Kallus 1, 3 Animag, Three Lilith three one or three Thagrash one, and then Abby two Rias Vale two Twins Callus two Lilith one Abby one and Fiona two. Yeah, all showing up once. Yep, which is um, kind of nuts, actually. Yeah, right. So it seemed like everybody out of twelve people, there was, you know, seven people playing Callus, three playing Animag, that all went okay. Here's my PT list. What the hell do I pair it with? Now that's not necessarily the case, but at first glance. That's an easy assumption to make and just feel pretty confident about. Yeah, I just took a peek at the at the total spread of everyone else's uh, factions, and Legion is like top three in regards to the number of casters that were selected for this tournament. Yeah, it seems like there was a lot of diversity in off list. Um, as far as themes go, I mean, thirteen PT, so one person's playing double primal terrors. It looks like. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, one person is not playing them at all. So oh, okay. I think Double. Oh, PT. Could be, yeah. That's no, right. All right. 
Uh, you got nine oracles and then two children of the dragon. So children's showing up, but not a lot. Ravens isn't showing up at all, which... Shocking to nobody. Yeah, it's not really surprising. I, I advocate for trying new things all the time, but in... It doesn't really answer any questions, and that theme needs some help. So well, it has it has a selection of POW ten weapons, and that's that's I think the biggest problem with it. Yeah, turns out when you can't get a real beater heavy or units that can do work consistently, it's got some issues. Um, uh, but funnily enough, thirteen primal terrors, and there's only twenty five hellmouths. So for everyone saying hellmouths are OP, there could have been twenty six, and there wasn't. See that? <laughs> yeah. That's list diversity right there. That's what it that is. is. There you go. <laughs> hashtag balance. Hashtag design space. Right. Surprising nobody though. That's the uh, that's the most used list entry that Legion has. Yeah. Big shock. There's a ton of chosen as well. A ton of rot wings, but like people are taking those in double max, so I'm really not surprised. Yeah. Uh, you have the the usual suspects of support from Amok. He's in every single list. I mean, he should be. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> definitely not as many spell markers as i thought there might be um there's only 18 of them yeah but i mean 18 spell murdered 21 shepherds so people are diversifying their single point options where available yeah that's true um what else stands out here we got nine Lightbringers, so almost every primal terrors list is going to be a Lightbringer list looks like yeah uh 10 thrones so that's kind of neat mm. that's a lot of thrones yeah for nine oracles lists yeah that's that's pretty oh yeah cool. wow that's yeah i didn't even notice that holy jeez yeah a bunch of harriers who you know big shock there yeah uh otherwise it's a fairly low and even spread of things somebody took maximus so that's fun yeah i want to find, find that list yeah that's also the list with only one helmet uh, oh yeah I, heard, also, I think i heard that one get mentioned in discord also on a side note shout out to the person who's taking two nephilim soldiers I don't think it's a smart move, but I salute you for trying, sir. Well what a, done. What a legend. Also, this is the first larger event that I've seen on Conflict Chamber where it's 100% in theme. There's oh. not a single out-of-theme list? I didn't look at no. that. Oh. So we finally reached that point where there's a large like national or a larger level event. There's probably been other events like that. This is just the first one where... Uh, I got to look through and see that there were none listed. Interesting. Yeah. Eh, Should have got my jank friend Sam to come. He always plays out of theme. <laughs> All right. So moving on from the general overview, um, we each kind you of grab some lists, do you think? And Yeah. I mean, you want to just go down the list? There's only 12 of them. We can look at them real quick. Um, sure. You got them lined up. I, I do. All right, lay it on me. All right, I'll start it off. Uh, we're going down to Team Dull Cheddar because they're the first ones with a Legion list. Okay. And we're looking at Randy Culp, who I've never met in person, but I recognize the name from Facebook. So I'm assuming he listens to this. If so, yay. Thank you for listening. Uh, we got uh, Thags 1 Children and Lilith 3 Oracle. So see that first person, not even Primal Terrors. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, killing yeah. It over here. Killing it over here, Randy. Uh, so Thags 1 is Azrael, Typhon, Zuriel, big shock, two Shepherds, Kralix for free, two Spell Martyrs, Max Hex Hunters, Max Raptors, and Ice Witches. I think that's damn near close to what Chrysor ran at the Sioux last year, isn't it? I think it was uh, Incubi instead of Kralix, and then Min Hunters for something else? 
I don't think Kralix existed then. He did, uh, yes, he did. No, he did. He did, because him, him and JVM were fighting over what was better. This is basically what I used to play, except instead of Max Hex Hunters, I was playing Min Hex Hunters with Valkyries, because my meta uh, liked You're shooting me. me. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very solid core. Um, it gives you a few more solos if you go this way. So... It's going to play well into just about everything, I think. Yeah. Uh, I also always bring a miss speaker. That's one of the concerns yep. that I have. In a team event, you can get away with not having that stuff, though. So um, I can see why why he's getting away from that. He also doesn't have a Naga in the little three list. So I think it's conceivable that... Um, he's going to be dodging Cricks and probably a Signar. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be careful, um, but also looking at what's actually here, I think the only thing that is probably going to be an issue is like Protectorate, right? Because, yeah. I mean, there's Grimkin, uh, but Lilith can definitely blast out any Gremlins. Uh, and Crix isn't that well represented. I mean, it's as well represented as Legion, but... Yeah. Oh, side note, because I don't know if we went over this real quick. There's only five Signar players that showed up, and none of them brought Haley 3. I feel like that's worth mentioning just when talking about like Incorp and needing to shoot things. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. But the off list, because we've said a couple things about it, is uh, Lilith 3, Archangel, Double Carnivian, Bolt Thrower, Free Succubus, uh, Three Shepherds, a Free Sorceress, a Forsaken, Valkyries, and Ice Witches. So it seems like the off list is kind of designed to go into gun lines a little bit. Keep everything I would protected. say a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stay protected. You've got the Valks to take the shots from magical guns. If anything gets any, and then the Archangel just lights everything on fire with the Carnivians. Seems good. Yeah, I like that low three list, actually. It seems like a good place for an Archangel. I'd be a little worried about going into, like, Judy or Double Judy, but with uh, Flying High on the Archangel, they can't shoot it without being in the threat range. Um, I know there's a couple lists that are running, like, Sirenia, who can throw out a rock wall, so they don't care as much. Because, turns out, when you can just block the Archangel's landing spot, you can still shoot it. Yep. Yeah. But uh seems pretty good. I think you just smash that dodge button if they're playing protective men off. <laughs> just smash it as hard as possible. Alright, who we got next? Actually that, that team is actually pretty cool. Rich Brotman, Eric McDavis are on that team, so a bunch of good yeah, guys all, on that team. They're a bunch of local guys. Oh, um, Matt Clark's playing Crucible Guard now. Who is? Matt Clark. Oh yeah, he is. I played into it that his Baldwin list was the one I was telling you guys about the other day. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Crucible Guard's fairly well represented. Um, yeah, there's like 12, I think. 10. Oh, 10. Yeah, that's still they, that's quite a bit. Up there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so. Looks like Hey, Watch This is the next team. Yep. yep. Uh, Charles Ansel, who wants to go over it? Yeah, I will. So we got a Rias one in Primal Terrors and an Animag one in Primal Terrors. So double PT, both of them. Uh, looks like mm, no. One's actually got war spears, double war spears, double chosen, and the min warmongers. Actually, the war spears are both men as well for animag. That's interesting. No bladebringer on that list filter. either. Yeah, it's a little bit off the standard, but I I can see it makes sense. Oh my god, the chosen are men too. What is going on? Uh, <laughs> double war spears, double chosen, single hellmouth jam with. Chosen Hellmouth and then let War Spears toss bombs. I guess. That yeah, is... it's just a lot of min units. 
That's a curious list. That'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Oh, that, that's the list with Maximus. Yeah. Yes. So that, that anime going on this is kind of cool. It's different. It's nothing like I've ever seen before, that's for sure. Go, go, Piggly Wiggly. I love it. Uh, the Rise One list. We got an Aerif Rake, Zuriel, obviously. <laughs> Zuriel. Surprised to see a Rake, actually, competitively. They're kind of round on right now. Uh, Amok, Double Warchief, Max Mongers, two Max Chosen, and Double Hellmouth. So. This one, I think, is just going to try and leverage the feat to make you dead. Yeah, and a Mad 8 Rake that can actually get farther than 10 inches away from Rias is also better than a normal Rake, I imagine. Yeah. Neither of these PTLs have a Bloodbringer, which is notable. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Normal Rake can get 20 inches away from Rias. Extended control range, son. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If it it can actually get farther than 10 inches away. Yeah, like no, it, I mean, it can normally... As get, a beast. Yeah, no, I mean, it can normally get 20 inches away because of extended control range. With uh, yeah. her spell, it can get 40 inches away. Yeah, I'm saying rakes... Beasts that can get farther than 10 inches away from her are good. Right. Are better than the alternative. As opposed to, like, a Scythian or a Nerif who's stuck within the 10-inch control. No, oh, I okay, I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it can get all the way across the entire table from almost corner to corner. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I I like these lists. I think they're neat. It's like it's fun to see Rias one actually, just in general. He's kind of cool. Rias one with the chosen, so impact something port behind it, then take two attacks with the blade. Is Rias one basic melee though? Uh, I don't yes. know. Oh, is it okay? So still, you can hit something, then port behind it, take it off the table, and then make another swing. Like that's still pretty good. No, not at all. That's pretty. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I don't know. I think it will work. I think it will work with the impact attacks though, because they are just they're just melee attacks. Yeah, I just wonder if it's a basic melee attack. Yeah, but an impact attack is not a basic melee attack. It's a melee attack. I'm looking up the wording now. Keep going. You look at that. I'm gonna go find the next legion list while you look it up. Ooh, I saw Rise again, but it's the twins. <laughs> it's on Lunacorns. Lunacorns is the next one. Yeah. Yeah, it, just... it also does specify basic melee attack. Yeah, okay, so, so you can't impact and teleport. All right, uh, Cutter, you want to talk about these ones? From the Lunacorns? Yeah, yeah Callus 1. Uh, so this is pretty close to what I would call like the standard Callus 1, which is like double, double, double. Double Ratlings, double Chosen, double Hellmouth with a Blightbringer and a Harrier, and then some solos smattered in. Um, this guy, David Bergstrom, threw in, uh, instead of like what some people do with a mock, put in another Spell Martyr, a Feral Geist, and Swamp Gobbers. I've thought about putting Swamp Gobbers in to provide a little cloud cover. Um, I ultimately went a different direction because I, I didn't really feel I needed more units, and I have order of activation issues already with the list. So the Swamp Gobbers, trying to get them in front of things always seem like the challenging part of that. Uh, but I, I do like the ability to have Swamp Gobbers in there because you can... Sometimes you can't put your Hellmouth quite where you want it, and the Gobbers can sometimes give you cover for it so that it doesn't get direct aggression for the couple first turns of the game uh, until they can remove those. So that can be cool. And then the other list is the Twins. So this kind of fits the model of taking Kalos, Animag, or Thagrush 1 and pairing it with some other random Legion caster that we were talking about earlier. 
And in this case, it's the twins, uh, which is cool to see them back again. And an oracles list with the Carnivian, Naga, Seraph, Zuriel, uh, which is kind of, I would say, is a fairly standard battle group for them. The Naga, the Seraph, and Zuriel, certainly. And then two Sorceress and Hellion, Hex Hunters with Bale, and two Thrones. So it's fairly efficient in terms of the things it's bringing. Uh, there aren't any wasted points there, really. So I think the Carnivian's the the part that's a little different. Uh, and Hex Hunters have come up into their own a little bit these days, so um, I'm not surprised to see them there. There was kind of a Double Thrones era that occurred briefly, so it's cool to see that again. Um, and also, you're able to protect them, right? For the most part? Yeah. Well, you can put Banishing Ward on one, and you can make the other one invisible or stealth with Occultation. So it does give them some play there. Um, it basically, you know, and you're trying to deliver Rias. So you have the two Sorcerers and Hellions to kind of protect the thrones. You have the two thrones that are kind of running in front of the list, probably with the Carnivian. And then you're using uh, Rias to kind of threaten anything that wants to come into a throne. Especially if it's infantry, they're probably going to clump up on a throne when they get to it. And that's exactly what Rias wants. So you're hoping to trade favorably in that context. Uh, they don't speed the thrones up or anything like that, but they can definitely uh, slipstream some of the beasts, things like that. So um, I, a concern I would have would probably be having to use Zuriel as an arc node to get out some of the debuffs that Saren wants to put out usually. Uh, because trading Zuriel for that is a little difficult to justify sometimes, but I think that the the model of the list is something that I've seen. Uh, it's just been shuffled around a little bit with Bale and the Carnivian. Um, I I do have to run pretty soon though, because uh, I told one of the newer guys uh, that I was going to play him tonight, and we just got started a little late, so. If you guys don't mind a brief digression, one thing that I did want to address. It was kind of looking at this event from the perspective of a Legion player and what to be preparing for in the broader metagame. Sure. So, for example, like circles at the top of the list. Yeah. It's something that I think you really need to think about. Uh, and maybe we can find a circle player to come on and chat with us at some point. But circle should absolutely be something that you're preparing for. They're regarded in a lot of circles as the strongest faction with the strongest list pair in the game. And a lot of that was almost already true. It's just that what they got with Tharn and with Iona has made that very, very real. So if you haven't had to deal with Lord of the Feast, if you haven't had to deal with Tharn Ravagers, you know, if you haven't seen Brigade and Call, um, all of this stuff is very strong and it can absolutely catch you out. Iona with Ravagers is scary. They're very mean into living armies, and we are all living. So it's something that you really need to think about because they will with um like Corpse Berserk and Overtake for a turn, the ability to get magic weapons, like they have Vengeance, they can be steady. It's it's a lot. The, 
it's a very strong list. And I think that you need to play very carefully into it with Primal Terrors because they can kill everything in a Primal Terrors list. And Lord of the Feast is going to make you play inefficiently until finally committing to something. So be careful with that. Kruger's still really big. Wormwood is something that I think is coming up because it it's not necessarily as good as Kruger 2 in some contexts, but overall has a lot more play uh, and doesn't rely on the same kind of tricks, I guess, as Kruger. So, for example, I know Crucible Guard is really down on the Wormwood matchup because of Stranglehold, just screwing over their Colossal and their two Rayless, one or two Rayless, because like Legion, they have no Arcane Vortex and no way to stop spellcasting. So that's something that we need to think about too, because they're going to be looking at our Archangels, Lightbringers, etc. with Stranglehold in a similar way. And uh, when I've had to play against things that are Shadow Binding or Strangleholding, getting your frontmost chosen or whatever Strangleholded or Shadowbound can be a big problem. So that's just some tech to think about uh, in the positioning game, because we don't get Tactician. So. Control effects, no P. Please. Yep. Yeah, and then Scorn is kind of all over the place now. Yeah, um, they have they a lot of very powerful teams. Makeda 3 is a real big deal with them. So that's definitely something to watch for. And is the most represented caster for Scorn. She got a really good remake. So her whole battle group gets Grievous Wounds. She gets Insight and cast it for free along with the ability that every time something dies, she gets a Fury. So she can just like overtake around the board. And even though she's only a half-inch melee, I think, it's bad. Um, one of the first games that I played into her, I feeded a turn early with Kalos 1, and she ended up surfing around quite a bit. Uh, so that was that was a mistake. So definitely read her card. Look at her list, read her card again. It's it's something where she stands out a little bit. She's usually going to play with a mortal spam. So she's the one who can get pushed and pulled around. So if she's playing a little too aggressive and you're playing primal terrors, you might be able to catch her out with a tentacle or something or with a gallows or whatever. So yeah, I think. And then Morgul 2 is the next most represented. Also bad for primal terrors. Uh, Zadesh it's, like, it's almost like people are teching for this now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Zadesh 2, Cloudwall, uh, lots of knockdown, countercharges, like, it's all scary stuff, so, and we all know a protectorate is just spamming judicators, so, um, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's a tough meta, the, the top list that maybe we were looking at and saying, well, hopefully I can just dodge adjudicator, hopefully I can dodge Siege and Amandrax or Supreme Guardians, hopefully I can dodge Lord of the Feast or Kruger or whatever. It's not a possibility anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then also in Retribution, you have Gorshade 4, who can be kind of a tough matchup for Legion uh, because Berserk does not work when you become stationary. Let me just time walk your Primal Terrors list. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And That's then bad. the next most represented is Syria, who has a blinding light. Right. So that makes Blightbringers sad too. So yeah, it's. It's a tough meta. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about there. I just wanted to bring those things up because I 
that's something that I've been looking at kind of where Legion is in the meta right now. Um, and I wanted to bring that up before I had to run away. No, thank you for doing that. I think that's a good point. We'll have to dedicate some more time on it one of these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Cutter, well, have yourself a great game. Uh, let us know in Discord how that went. And, you know, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, another time. Cool. Enjoy your new person. Cheers. <laughs> All right, have a great one. All right. Um, why don't we do the next two, uh, Made for TV Drama and Magic Bike and the Freaky Four, and then maybe we'll take a break. And sure. We'll do if we get a chance. We'll come back and do the other ones. In it. Sure. All right. So, uh, made for TV, TV drama. Talking is hard. Yeah. Uh, gentleman's name is Charles Collins. Uh, he's running Callus One in Primal Terrors. It is literally the Callus list. Yep. Without the Harrier, and instead has an Ogren Boker. So Shield Guard seems fine. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, an interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, it keeps Callus alive a little bit better. Um, I know the weakness of that list is just Callus needs to be kind of far forward and sometimes he just dies doing that so it's a good play to try and protect him i dig it yeah uh, without the harrier it makes you a little weaker on scenario but yeah, it's probably a fair trade-off uh he's pairing that with veil 2 and oracles and this list is uh, we talked about it on discord the day these were released yeah but to put this nicely this is a list that says go fuck yourself infantry get off my table yeah pretty much uh um, it's, it's nuts. veil 2 yeah it's it is it's a veil 2 with three scythians and a seraph S- uh sorceress on hellion two forsaken all of those are free uh the black frost shard and then two thrones my so god these are scythians that are effectively speed nine that's terrifying um yeah and thrones that are speed seven because boundless charge, as well as Vale's assassination threat on top of it. And you've got Black Frost Shard there for damage. Um, yeah. You know, this is Grievous Wounds everywhere. This is Murderous. This is a minus four death debuff because of Vale. She's minus two or minus four. She might only be minus two. I might be thinking of Vale one. Uh, crippling Grasp is minus two. Yeah, okay. I was thinking of Insight plus Chiller on Vale one. Is it Crippling? Yeah, it's Crippling Grasp, right? Uh, no, it's uh, Icy no. Grip or something. Icy Grip, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it's a minus two. So this is like, hey, Tharn, you're def 17 with dodge. That's cute. Now you're def 15, and I have Matt six murderous beasts. Yeah, they're going to get you. Let's do this. Those Scythians like, are scary as hell. Yeah. Turns out Scythians that are going, what, 5, 7, 9, 12. Attacking 14. Threatening, yeah, threatening 14 inches with Threshers will just go, I will give you a Scythian, or I'll give you both thrones, and you'll kill them. But then I'm going to kill everything that just killed them. Yeah, pretty much. That's, kind like, of, all that's right. insane. Seems good. I Yeah, I like this list. I, I like I've, I played Veil 2 last year quite a bit. And yeah, you're right. Like He's also just going to murder you. Like, yeah, and I mean, as a whole, Callus 1 is better into gun lines than he has any right to be. So now you take that and pair it with, I can play heavy on scenario. Or if you're playing one of these things that I don't want to see... I just get to still murder the world. Like, seems good. Yeah. The Oracle's List, it's kind of weird, though. The token unit is Black Frost Shard. Like, that's their only scoring unit. So, either yeah. Veil 2 is going to have to do it, or they're just going to have to contest the Circular Zones and not worry about I, it. I, I don't think that list is planning to play heavily for Scenario. No. Um, I think it's going to be a, if there's Circle Zones, I expect there's going to be Scythians or Thrones in them to contest anyway. 
I think the Black Frost Shard is literally just there for harm, so if you get into a tougher target, like, you can kill it. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Uh, cool list, the Kalos one with the Booker is a different, is an interesting change. And Triple Scythians is hilarious. It's definitely a thing. Um, and then the last team is Magic Mike and the Freaky Four, which has our buddy Charles Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yeah. Not Aerosmith. Not Aerosmith. Yeah, Not Erasmith. Right. <laughs> Aerosmith. Uh, and he's running Callus 1 and Animag, both in PT. Uh, his Callus 1 list is the one he's been running, so it's off the norm, but apparently it works for him. I think the Ferrogeist is new, actually. No, that's been there. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm crazy. Okay. A little bit. Um, and then Animag is what you would expect out of Animag. Uh, it's triple max warmongers with the Chosen, so he copied my list, basically? <laughs> Looks Question like. mark? Yeah, I guess so. So, hey, thanks for that, Charles. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Getting get me more hyped about playing this stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's double PT. It's going to play scenario hard. It's, yeah, he's got some dodges, but he's going to be able to get through just about anything. And if you're not prepared for PT, then you're going to get stomped. Yeah, and it's interesting, both these PT lists, like, while they are PT, while they are both Primal Terrors. Um, They're one very of them, different. Yeah, they are very different. You know, one of them's all about just, here's all my dudes, can you deal with them? And the other one's, here's all my dudes, can you crack armor? So Yeah, it's one's, here's all my dudes, but also you have to deal with three heavies that are going to be sprinting around and be able to get into obnoxious positions. Um, while the other one is just, hey, here's a bunch of warmongers and chosen, can you break armor? Now can you do it consistently over a lot of boxes? And still not lose on scenario when you get hit back at stupid pow, yeah. like in return. Crazy. Um, and then the other uh, other pair is from David Smith. He's running Fiana two and Oracles with a double angel, three Nerefs and a Seraph, uh, three Shepherds, a Sork, a Throne, and then two Forsaken. So kind of reminiscent of the old. Uh, I, I say old, but it's really not that old. Yeah. Uh, Fiana two Flying Circus. Um, it's pretty damn close to that. I think the the standard build back then was three Nerefs. Uh, I think it was like four or five. I honestly, was it? yeah, it was yeah. like I don't think there were any angels. Um, it was like all Nerefs. No, you know, Bloodseer. I think. No, there was two angels, Nerefs. There was the Bloodseer and the Seraph, and the Bloodseer was just there to get the extra slipstream out. Yeah, the sure? throne wasn't in that list, so that probably made up some points. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. I forgot about the throne. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, but then he's pairing it with Thagrash 1, PT, with a Blightbringer, Golab, Amok, a Warchief, Max Warmongers with Gorag, uh, two other Max units of Warmongers, and then double Hellmouth. So he's doubling down on the, hey, I have a lot of armor, and can you get through all these boxes? Yeah, this, this is interesting. It's like kind of a midpoint between Charles's list and like Charles's two lists. This one's like, okay, I've got triple warmongers, but I don't have chosen, but I have this extra heavy that I'm going to bring back, so good luck, I guess. Yeah, um, I know this was a list that, after Primal Terrors dropped, it might I might be remembering who it was wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Mick Waters that thought this was going to be um, the harder list to beat, just because it's a bunch of boxes at arm 22 with tough that says, hey, can you break this? And if you can't break it, you're giving vengeance on top of them still hitting back at POW 16 to 18, depending on where Draconic Blessing is, and Golab just sprinting around being stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't think about it, but yeah, those warmongers are yeah, pretty crazy if you stack everything on them. Oh yeah, and you can't even you can't be like Exemplar and be like, I'm just gonna spam Blast. Well, that doesn't actually help you. No, not at all. Everything is Wow. Okay. That's that's kinda awesome. Yeah, that's that's a fun list. I've run that a couple times and it's very much a if you can crack armor, you're fine. If you can't, you're in for a very long grindy game. Awesome. Which I love it. that might actually become a liability at later rounds, depending. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I have confidence that uh, the people on Charles' team are, are decent players. They can get through their games. I mean, I certainly hope so. It'd be disappointing if they weren't. Okay, so, as we said, uh, we'll hopefully we'll come back and get to the list. It's been about, yeah, about 40 minutes already, so let's do this. Let's cut this off for, the, for today. Um, I'm going to write down R. And, yeah, so... Anything else you want to just go out on there, uh, Wolf, before you shut this thing down? Uh, nope, I'm good. Uh, only thing I would say is, again, if you're going to be at ATC, shoot me a message. Let's talk. I'm interested. Right on. Uh, yeah, so if you're at ATC, get to hang out with Wolf, and he'll be happy to chat with you. And uh, as always, the link to the Discord will be in the show notes. But that will do it for the 29th episode of Blightbringers. Thank you all for listening. Yay, 29 episodes. Like a record, right? I mean, it's. I'm surprised that Jay hasn't kicked us off by now. It's a record for us. Hooray!